It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Jay Catch, host of Locked On BYU here on the Locked On Podcast Network, covering the BYU Cougars each and every day to make sure you know everything you need to know about the BYU athletics programs in Provo. I cover the BYU Cougars for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. And, of course, I'm your BYU insider right here on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast each and every day. Thank you to all of you who have reached out. Let me know what you think of the podcast, suggestions, uh props what chops whatever you got send them to me i'm on twitter you can send them to the show twitter feed at locked on byu or you can send them to my personal twitter feed at jacob c hatch and of course if you want to email the show please email us at locked on byu at gmail.com it's another way to find us there Thanks again for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. If you missed yesterday's episode, it was a recap of what I saw after re-watching the Arizona game from Saturday night. Big opening night win for BYU 28-23 over the Wildcats. Rewatched the film over the weekend, picked up on a couple of players and some notes I took away from the game. So you can get those notes and thoughts from yesterday's podcast, as well as those uh, note my notes and thoughts I had from Kalani Satake's weekly press conference that was also held yesterday in Provo that I was in attendance at. It's a good chance to catch up and find out what's going on with with the BYU football program from the head coach's perspective. So check out that podcast and thanks again for downloading us. Let you know how the show is going to go today. It's going to be an NFL focus today. Guys that were cut in the NFL that have BYU ties as well as those that are on active rosters. We'll talk about that coming up in probably this first and second segment. And then in the third segment, talk a little bit about Squally Canada, a guy that has NFL aspirations. I would assume we know he's an aspiring rap artist a hip-hop artist i had his had his debut track played on saturday night during the arizona game so i'm sure that gave him plenty of exposure that way but cool to see stuff like that happening and i'm sure he's hoping to make it into the nfl to follow some of his former teammates so there there you go that's kind of the layout of the show today so let's get things started of course the nfl season begins thursday night when the defending super bowl champion philadelphia eagles take on the atlanta falcons we'll have a full slate of games sunday and then of course monday night football has a double header it's a big opening uh, weekend for the nfl it always is and there are eight guys that have BYU ties that are going to be on opening week rosters for NFL teams we'll run down them real quick and then dig a little deeper into them let me run down the list to start things off we'll start off in New Orleans quarterback Taysom Hill is with the Saints 
Jamal Williams, running back for the Green Bay Packers. Kyle Van Noy, a linebacker for the New England Patriots. Fred Warner, also a linebacker playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Ezekiel or Ziggy Ansaw, Detroit Lions defensive end. Daniel Sorensen, safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. John Denny, longtime long snapper for the Miami Dolphins. And Michael Davis, cornerback and safety, kind of plays between both positions, mainly corner for the Los Angeles Chargers. Those are the eight gentlemen that will be on opening week rosters. Of course, a number of guys also signed to practice squads. We'll get to those guys here in a minute, but I wanted to take this opening segment and talk about the guys who you're going to see on the field as soon as this weekend. We'll start off with Taysom Hill. Of course, was running uh, with the second team for the Saints during most of training camp. Had his up and down moments. Had one game where he looked absolutely horrid. Followed it up with a great, great performance. He plays special teams from New Orleans. He is the rare NFL quarterback who risks life and limb playing on special teams, but he does great at it. The coaches love him doing it. He's got a physical skill set and just the ability to do it, so they allow him to do it. The issue with Taysom now is that the New Orleans Saints traded for 25-year-old Teddy Bridgewater, a former starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Is the talk of Taysom Hill as the heir apparent to Drew Brees over because of the 25-year-old Bridgewater now being on the roster versus a 28-year-old Hill who has never started in an NFL game, much less taken a snap as an NFL quarterback in a regular season game? I don't know about that. We'll see what happens, but Taysom's definitely going to have to prove that he deserves to have the backup role over a guy like Bridgewater, and we'll see what happens there. Jamal Williams playing for the Green Bay Packers. He is looking like he is going to be the lead running back there in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers getting that massive contract extension to be the highest paid player in the NFL. He makes everybody around him look better, but I think Jamal Williams would look fine with even a a decent quarterback. He really proved what he could do down the stretch last year, taking over that job, and we'll see what happens with him. Let's go to talk about the linebackers here. Kyle Van Noy from the New England Patriots, of course, winning the Super Bowl two years ago, making it to the Super Bowl and coming up just short a year ago. Van Noy was picked up off the scrap heap, almost literally. You can have him, he'll tell you in his own words, he was down on down on his luck playing there in Detroit where he had been drafted by the Lions. Bill Belichick buys into him, trades for him, puts him in a role to succeed, and he has thrived. So it'll be exciting to see what happens with Van Noy. Fred Warner, who very much in the same vein as Van Noy in terms of physical gifts, uh, maybe not as much of a knack for playmaking ability, but still plenty talented. Fred Warner got signed by the San Francisco, well, not signed by the San Francisco 49ers. He was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm excited to see what Fred can do this year. Reuben Foster is another defensive uh, star for the Niners, who's a young linebacker alongside Warner. The coaching staff really likes what Warner brings to the field. Of course, BYU fans can rattle it off for you. He's six foot four, 240 pounds, runs really easily. He's very fast, very athletic. The Niners might have two cornerstone linebackers if both uh, Warner and Reuben Foster stay healthy for the foreseeable future, and that is good news for that defense, and it sounds like Fred Warner's in a great spot for himself. Um, Ziggy Ansaw with the Detroit Lions, big-time franchise tag tender he signed this offseason, still looking for that long-term deal, 
But in terms of per game uh, pay, he's being paid north of a million dollars per game this season with that franchise tag he signed. Uh, Hopefully Ziggy can regain the form he showed when he made it to the Pro Bowl and get that long-term deal. I know that's what the NFL is all about, your next contract. Let's be real. It's It's a business for teams, players, agents, coaches, everyone alike. It's a business. Ziggy's chasing a long-term deal, and hopefully he gets that. Daniel Sorensen in Kansas City uh, was looking like he was going to be a starter for Kansas City. Then he went and injured his knee in training camp early on. The coaching staff had hopes that he would return early this season, but he hasn't been able to get back on the field quite yet. So he was placed on injured reserve with a designation to return. That means he's out at least until midseason, week eight in the NFL, when he's able to rejoin the team for practice and prove that he's healthy enough to be activated to the 53-man roster. Hopefully he's able to do so. I know the coaching staff really likes him there. Of course, BYU ties with Andy Reid being the head coach for the for the Chiefs. But Sorensen had a breakout year a year ago. Hopefully this injury doesn't slow him down and he's able to build on that. Two more guys real quick here. John Denny, the longtime long snapper for the Miami Dolphins, has carved out a nearly a decade and a half, if not more now, in the league. Uh, he's just he's been a stalwart. Played in Miami his entire career. There are a lot worse places to play professional football. Um, he's actually I saw he was released earlier on in the well not the offseason, it was just about a week ago he was released, but then he was almost immediately re-signed in a roster move and a salary move. So he's back with the team he's always known, and he'll be back for another year, and we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, Denny was on with DJ and PK earlier this offseason and said that I, I'm just riding the wave. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll see where it takes me. And then finally, Michael Davis from the Los Angeles Chargers. Probably the surprise name here for BYU fans in terms of who they're tracking in the NFL. But Davis was pretty good late in the season a year ago after being called up from the Chargers practice squad. He followed that up with good off-season workouts and then a standout in terms of the preseason for the Chargers, and he finds himself on the 53-man roster. So exciting times for Davis, and we'll see how he does playing for the Chargers. Hopefully he's able to build on all the hard work he's put in and carve out a career for himself. Like I said, going back to what we talked about with Ziggy, it's all about finding a contract that gives you some stability and put some money away in the bank. And that's not to say he's not making good money being on a one-year deal or a minimum deal in the NFL. But if he's able to play better, it's just all about making that much more. So best of luck to Michael Davis. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back, talk about the guys who were cut or waived over the weekend with the roster cutdowns from 90 to 53-man rosters in the NFL. number of BYU guys were cap casualties, etc., so we'll get to that here in a moment. Real quick, though, want to let you know that it is crunch time for fantasy football, of course, with the NFL season kicking off later this week. The Locked On Podcast Network is here to help you out with that. They have a brand new fantasy football show called Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, their injury expert, gives you the edge in terms of working the waiver wire. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win your league. We'll be back on the other, on the other side talking a little more about the NFL and the guys now looking for jobs that have BYU ties and where they might end up. That's coming up right here on Locked on BYU. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Hey guys, I have a lot of people ask me for advice when it comes to my day job working in sports media. A lot of the times it's what teams to bet on. The truth is, I don't really know who's going to win games, but if you think you know, you should check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. One thing I really like about my bookie is they have live in-game betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there like myself, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim this bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. You are Locked On BYU, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On BYU. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to the show each and every day. It's a pleasure to be covering BYU football for you each day to let you know what exactly you need to know about the Cougars and doesn't necessarily pertain just to football. We hit the other teams as well. Today is football heavy. We're talking about NFL ties for the Cougars, players playing at the next level, and where you can track them this season. The first segment, we talked about the players that are going to be on the opening week rosters. Let's take a couple minutes here and talk about the guys that didn't make rosters but have a chance, hopefully, to see their name, get, well, not see their name, get, get a phone call and be back on a roster before too long. So let's run down that list. Harvey Longy, uh, defensive end slash linebacker for the New England Patriots. He was a priority undrafted free agent signing for New England and, of course, had that horrific car crash when he, he and his wife were rear-ended by a guy and major, major injuries to both Longy and his wife. Thankfully, they've recovered. Longy's been trying to re- regain the form he had before the injuries. Um, I think he's still taking some time to get back to full speed and that probably played into him being cut by New England. But... In my opinion, once Harvey proves he's healthy, I think you'll see him back on an NFL roster somewhere. Uh, Trio in Baltimore were cut. Robertson Daniel, former BYU defensive back, also a fellow defensive back, Kainakua, and then the third-round draft pick for the Baltimore Ravens a few years back, Bronson Kafusi. All three of them... <clears throat> Excuse me. Were cut and now looking for jobs. Of course, two of them have been picked up. Roberts and Daniel was signed to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad, so he remains there in Baltimore. Bronson Kafusi will be moving up the Eastern Seaboard. He is joining the New York Jets practice squad. 
while Kaina Kua kind of waits and looks for his next opportunity. Best of luck to those three gentlemen. DeAndre Wesley, former offensive lineman, was in Buffalo. He was cut by the Bills, but then signed to their practice squad. So we've got three guys for BYU, with BYU that are still making money on practice squads in Robertson Daniel, Bronson Kafusi, and DeAndre Wesley. Best of luck to those three gentlemen. And then the rest of the guys that are looking for jobs include Jordan Leslie, who was with the Denver Broncos before being cut, had a pretty good uh, preseason, expressed his disappointment after leading the team in receiving that he still got cut, but he's looking for a job. Tomasi Laulile with Indianapolis was cut. Algernon Brown was cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. Jonah Trineman, he was eligible for injured reserve with the New York Jets, but it appears his contract was terminated and he is now a free agent. I'm sure he'll get some sort of injury settlement out of that if that is the case. Because um, if you're injured while on the clock, in essence, for the NFL, they have to pay, plain and simple. Uh, Micah Hanneman, who was playing in the defensive backfield alongside Michael Davis with the Chargers. Hanneman found his name on that cut list, so he is looking for his next opportunity. And then one man will have to track throughout the season. He was injured early on in training camp, uh, tearing, a, ter- tearing a ligament in his knee. Tijon Karoma, the former four-year starter for BYU, he was placed on injured reserve by the Chiefs. Um, pending how rosters go this season, he could be a candidate to be waived with an injury settlement. But here's hoping that he's able to hang on to that roster spot and get back on the field next year and prove what he could do. He was a second-team center for the Chiefs before he got hurt. So hopefully he's able to regain the form he had and show that the Chiefs' belief in him is, is founded. All right, so there you go. The guys that are looking for jobs, and we'll be hoping for the best for them. Of course, the gold standard is making it in the NFL. You want to stick there and make money. But the good news is that the guys that don't have that opportunity have an opportunity with the new American Alliance of American Football, the AAF, uh, founded by former NFL longtime veteran Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersol, the son of filmmaker Dick Ebersol. That, that team's going to have a team here in Salt Lake City. Uh, rumor is it's going to be called the Salt Lake City Swarm. Two BYU players that played for BYU a year ago are already signed to that team. In Handsome Tanielu, the defensive tackle, and Tuni Kanuch, an offensive lineman. So maybe some of the gentlemen we just mentioned will get a chance to sign on with the Salt Lake City franchise here in the AAF. Uh, BYU players are allocated to this team being the local connection. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm just hopeful that all of these young men that have tried to live out their dreams playing in the National Football League are able to see that happen and accomplish whatever they have their heart set out to accomplish. They're living dreams that many people dream of, but very few accomplish. So best of luck to all of them. All right. We'll take a time out here. We'll come back. I mentioned at the top of the podcast, you need to talk a little bit, a little bit about Squally Canada, what he could mean for BYU this season. So that'll be coming up. But real quick, the Locked On Podcast Network is expanding with college shows. You are listening to one of those college shows here on Locked On BYU. Coming to the network this week are Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, they already have the Locked On shows with the Ducks, the Nittany Lions, Bears, the Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course, your BYU Cougars. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or Spotify. We'll be back in a minute talking about Squally Canada. That's all coming up right here on Locked on BYU. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. 
Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. The wait is nearly over. Thursday night is the open of the NFL season, and that means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place for you to be playing. FanDuel is something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever. Don't believe them? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You'll pick one team each week to win and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before Thursday night when week one begins, so don't miss out on your chance to sign up now. FanDuel is one of my favorite places to play. I'm a big fan of their daily fantasy leagues. It makes for a fun, unique atmosphere. A lot of times when it comes to fantasy football, you get a team that doesn't play as well or you have a bunch of injuries and then you're not as motivated. The nice part about FanDuel is it's always fresh and fun. Check it out. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on that free $250,000 Survivor Contest. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. This is Locked On BYU, your team every day. This is Locked On BYU. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast covering BYU football, basketball, and everywhere in between each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in today. Been a lot of fun, a lot of NFL talk today, but wanted to let you guys know if you are going to be watching the NFL this fall, where you can track former BYU players. So thank you for bearing with me talking about those guys. And like I said, best of luck to each and every one of them. They're all living a dream and making money playing football, which is, I think, the goal for for almost anybody that played football at any level. I only played to, until I was in high school. But would it have been cool to make money to play football? Absolutely. So best of luck to those young men. All right, I mentioned that we were going to talk about Squally Canada here. Of course, he was the star of the night, Saturday night, as BYU opened their season in grand fashion with a 28-23 win over the Arizona Wildcats. He ran for 98 yards on 24 carries, uh, two catches, 29 yards. So 26 touches for 120-plus total yards. And, of course, for his troubles, he punched in three of BYU's four touchdowns on the ground. Great night for Squally Canada. Uh, I wanted to talk about... so. Patrick Kinahan brought this up on DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network this morning. He said that his belief has always been that Quali Canada was a decent running back and could be a guy that helps BYU. And I agree. I had some people I was talking to in the offseason about Squally Canada that kind of scoffed at my suggestion that Squally Canada could be the lead back this year. 
Uh, Lopini Katoa was the talk of the offseason. He would be the guy to lead the way. Uh, Ula Tolatau was a guy that a lot of people had hoped would get himself back into school and be a guy that could be a factor. But I always thought what Squally Canada showed down the stretch last season was something that BYU could count on. Let's talk about that for a minute here. Squally Canada last year started out the season in similar fashion to what he did against Arizona. Against Portland State last year, he had 16 carries for 98 yards. He had a long of 34 in that game and a touchdown. It looked like, hey, might be a good player, could see what could happen. Well, BYU promptly went on that, uh, I believe it was five games. Yeah, five-game losing streak. Uh, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, that three-game stretch, Squally Canada notched just nine carries for what amounted to be 20 yards. So, yeah, about two yards per carry. But, of course, he wasn't playing that much. And a lot of people thought that he had gotten benched or something had happened. Uh, The word that got back to me is he had gotten himself – he got injured And I don't know what the injury was, but it slowed him down. And you can see it. If you look at the statistical trends, he had issues. Uh, The Utah State game, BYU went up there to Utah State. He had 12 carries for 69 yards in that game. And then he promptly falls back. Boise State, 8 carries for 18 yards. Of course, nobody played well in that Boise State game. But then the final five-game stretch of the season, Squally really lit it up on the stat sheet and really had his best run of form last year. Against San Jose State, 10 carries for 44 yards, had a touchdown, followed that up with uh, 12 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown in the loss to Fresno State, and then he really broke out. At UNLV, had that big night, 25 carries, 213 yards, a touchdown in that game. UMass didn't play as much, uh, an 11-carry, 51-yard performance, and then at Hawaii to finish the year, 17 carries, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. So, Squally Canada accumulated 710 yards on the season, and in that final five-game stretch, about I would say close to, oh yeah, it's probably, it's between about 450 yards of it came in that fi- those final five games. He had six touchdowns on the year. Those all came in the final, oh, not all of them, five of the six came in the final five games of the season a year ago. And I thought that Squally could be a guy that could really contribute this year. I had some people say, no, look at the look at this, look at the competition that he played against and broke out against. I get that. San Jose State, not good. UNLV, not great. UMass, ooh, that was a rough loss. Hawaii, not good last year. They're looking pretty good right now, but not good last year. Fresno State was actually a really good team. He had 12 for 84, averaged seven yards per carry and a touchdown against the Bulldogs. So that's your best uh, game in terms of opponents. But what he did on Saturday night, I think, justified what my belief and some of the other people, it sounds like PK's belief, that Squally Canada, while he doesn't necessarily have the same skill sets of a Jamal Williams, etc., he is plenty capable and is going to be a guy that BYU can rely on if he stays healthy. And that's going to be interesting to see if he's able to do that. When you're a lead running back, you're the top of the scouting chart, when scouting report for opposing teams. And let's be honest, teams want to cut the head off the snake, which is a term that is used that they, they if you can take a guy out, it, it helps your team. So Squally needs to stay healthy, 
but he has all the ability to be the lead running back for BYU. And I think he's got NFL aspirations. We all know he's an aspiring hip-hop artist. His debut track there on SoundCloud was played on Saturday night after he scored a touchdown against the Wildcats. Of course, he can't make the money off of it because the NCAA is dumb. That's a story for another day. But he is more than capable of being the guy that BYU can rely on this season. I think Lopini Katoa is going to be a guy that BYU can rely on as well. But having Squally Canada and Lopini Katoa in the backfield for BYU is going to be a great combo, I believe. And I think Squally has worked on his body, worked on his skills this offseason to make sure his senior year is the season he wants it to be. Here's hoping he stays healthy and all plays out like he expects it to. Because if he plays to the level that we saw on Saturday night against Arizona this entire year and he approaches, let's say he's flirting with 1,000 yards on the season over a 12-game season, that's exactly what BYU needs. They need a guy that can really carry the load like Jamal Williams did as a senior and allow BYU to know, hey, we have a... We have a for this is about as good as for sure as we can get. We're going to get, let's say, 70 to 80 yards, a touchdown, even some production out of the backfield in the receiving game. If you can count on that from a running back, that makes your game plan so much simpler when it comes to getting ready for games. And I think Squally Canada is that guy for BYU, and I'm I'm hoping that he proves me right and he stays healthy this year and has the senior year he is dreaming of because he deserves it. He's He's been a good soldier his entire career at BYU since he showed up as a transfer from Washington State. So I'm rooting for Squally Canada, and I'm hoping he has a great senior year and repeats what he did against Arizona because that was absolutely stellar. And, of course, credit goes to his offensive line. But he all, it's not always just on the offensive line. Running backs play a big role in it, and Squally has done more than his fair share. So best of luck to Squally as the season plays out. We'll see how he does against Cal this Saturday night. Kind of unfortunate that he's not playing at Cal because him being from the Bay Area, it would be cool to see him in his senior year get to go play close to home in a college game, but it's not meant to be. So he'll host one of, I guess, his hometown teams at Lavelle Edwards Stadium Saturday, Saturday night against Cal, 8-15. Be there. Should be a fun crowd, and it should be a fun game. That's it for Locked on BYU today. Thank you for downloading the podcast. If you want to reach out to us, get to me on Twitter at Locked on BYU for the show. My personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. If you'd like to be a featured sponsor on the show, you can always email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You also can email that email address with questions, comments, concerns, whatever you got. Find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more from BYU as they prepare to take on Cal. This has been Locked on BYU for September 4th, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.